tell you, last week I had the high honor of interviewing a guest on my other show, Dead America, deadamerica.website. Her name was Tracy Maxfield. Wonderful woman. She's doing fabulous advocacy work on bullying. I need you to go over to tracymaxfield.com and check her workout and do check out our podcast interview. It was fascinating. I enjoyed it and I hope you share her platform, Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, Maxfield, M-A-X-F-I-E-L-D. So that's TracyMaxfield.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-M-A-X-F-I-E-L-D.com. Go check her out. She's doing fabulous work for children. Welcome to this episode of Free Circle Freedoms. We're going to continue diving into Visualized American Government 1964 edition. Today's episode, we cover procedures of the convention. Also, we touch in on the plans and compromises that made it possible for these great men to form the Constitution of the United States. Before we get into the book, I just want to reflect back on what it took for these men to come together and compromise. That's the key, compromise. You know, it took a lot of time to sit down, talk, write back and forth, discuss situations. People just tend to think that we fell into the revolution. That's not how it happened. It it came about slowly. People talked for years about situations that drew them together and they bound these experiences in what we know as the Constitution of the United States. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of thought, a lot of compromise, a lot of procedure. I think it's very important right now in our day and age to really understand what it takes to compromise. Listen to your fellow man, what he's got to say. It's very important. If you want to bind a union together, you've got to be able to compromise, and that means listening to one another. That's what our freedoms are about. And in this episode, we're going to touch on the compromises. You know, 
it, it was not easy for these men to come together with these plans and compromises that formed our union, that made our union strong so it could last as long as it has. Still, we are a very young nation compared to most on this globe. However, the writings that we have in this document were put together by brilliant men that went through tyrannical situations through their life and they watched for a long time before they jumped to a rebellion. Let's really pay attention to this section of Free Circle Freedoms because I think this is what makes people come together the most when they can plan and compromise with one another. It's very important to listen. Our First Amendment right gives us the right of speech, but seldom do we hear of the right to sit down and listen. Let's think about that today as we dive into Visualized American Government, 1964 edition. Procedure of the Convention Interest in the Philadelphia Convention was nationwide, but in order to avoid premature outside discussion and criticism, the sessions of the convention were held behind closed and guarded doors, and the delegates were pledged to secrecy. Hamilton later declared, Had the deliberations been open while going on, the clamors of faction would have prevented any satisfactory result, since the small states opposed any method of procedure which could have placed them at a disadvantage. Each state possessed one vote on the floor of the convention. The will of the majority of each delegation determined how the vote of the state was to be cast. Our chief source of information in regard to the proceedings of the convention is an unofficial but careful journal kept by the delegate Madison, who was fated to outlive every other delegate. When Madison died in 1836, Congress purchased the manuscript of his journal from his widow and later published it. segment of this episode is going to be a little more lengthy, so I want to take a little opportunity and take a break and thank Anchor for the wonderful platform that they're providing us to use free. So let's listen to what I have to say here about Anchor for a minute.
some compromises. On May 29, 1787, Randolph opened the main business by presenting the plan of the Virginia delegation. This consisted of a series of 15 resolutions, which were largely the work of Madison. Although outwardly a set of amendments to the Articles, the Virginia Plan actually called for a new constitution under which the central government would exercise its authority upon individuals directly rather than through the states. It proposed the establishment of a national government composed of three major departments, a legislator of two houses, an executive, and a judiciary. It recommended that representation in both houses of the legislator be appointed among the states according to population or the amount contributed to the national treasury. Opposition to the Virginia Plan For two weeks, the convention debated the resolutions of the Virginia delegation, making changes in details but not in basic principles. Then the growing disaffection on the part of the delegates from the small states came to the surface. These states were concerned not so much with the theoretical principle of states' rights with the practical issue of being outvoted in the proposed legislature by the large states. Patterson of New Jersey reminded the convention that its business was to revise the Articles of Confederation, not to form a national legislature. Announcing his unalterable opposition to proportional representation, he declared, We are met here as the deputies of 13 sovereign states for federal purpose. Can we then consolidate and annihilate the sovereignty of our states who have sent us here for our purpose? I fancy not. but before we go on I've got to tell you about podcoin.com this is an app you can listen to your podcast or other people's podcasts but the wonderful thing is you can get paid to listen but what I like specifically about it is podcoin allows you to accumulate podcoin and then contribute it to charity that is unique that is special and I'm gonna push podcoin.com and give to your special charity through podcoin.com go over to podcoin.com and check them out hey and if you do sign up use the refer code dead d-e-a-d thanks 
podcoin.com. The New Jersey Plan. On behalf of the small states, Patterson presently offered a substitute set of nine resolutions, which became known as the New Jersey Plan. There were now two different plans before the convention. Wilson reduced them to simple terms. In a brief comparison, quote, in the Virginia plan, unquote, he said, quote, there are two branches in the legislature. In the plan from New Jersey, only one. Proportional representation prevails in one. Equality of suffrage in the other. Virginia proposes a single executive, New Jersey more than one. By the Virginia plan, the national legislator is to make laws in all cases of national concern. By the New Jersey plan, Congress is to have additional powers in a few cases only." basic issue before the convention was, should the Articles of Confederation be amended, New Jersey plan, or should a new national constitution be drawn up, Virginia plan. It remained for Madison to demolish the arguments built up by Patterson and his supporters. The Virginian observed dryly that Since the states had not obeyed the existing articles, there was little likelihood that they would obey amendments to the articles following further debate. The convention rejected the Patterson resolutions and turned back to the Virginia plan. This next compromise, it was the keystone of the federal arc. It brought the small states and the large states together, and it made it strong so it could hold together. It's known as the Connecticut Compromise. After disposing of a number of non-conventional matters, The convention returned to the troublesome question of representation in the legislature. The four small states, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, and Maryland, remained adamant in their insistence on equal representation. But, just when the convention appeared to be hopelessly deadlocked, the spirit of compromise prevailed. A committee consisting of one member from each state was appointed. After due deliberation, it presented the following plan, which because it was first suggested by Connecticut delegation, become known as the Connecticut Compromise. The provisions were Congress was to consist of two houses. 
representation in the lower house was to be appointed according to population. In the upper house, each state was to have an equal vote. In order to make the compromise more palatable to the larger states, the committee recommended that all bills for raising money should originate in the lower house. After further spirited debate, the Great Compromise was adopted by a narrow margin of five states to four. Out of spirited debate comes Great Compromise. When we go into a spirited debate, we should always remember respect. We should respect one another because we all get adamant on our beliefs. That means we're healthy Americans and we want the best for what we believe in for America. But we also have to remember we live with others in America and there are going to be those times of feather ruffling. So we have to speak out and debate issues and we cannot throw them under the rug. We have to be able to talk to one another. We don't always have to agree with one another, but we should always be able to talk and respect one another. Remember that. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Free Circle Freedoms. And remember to join us next time when we continue our look into Visualized American Government 1964 edition. And we continue with the forming of a more perfect union when we cover issues between North and South states, compromises, and other things right here on Free Circle Freedoms. Join us next week. I'm Ed with Free Circle Freedoms. <laughs>